Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner, joined as semi-regularly by Sean Shute, and uh, without Jack Harper. Um, in the idea of keeping things fair and the uh, flack I've just received off the record, um, we do need to give Jack some jip here for uh, missing the episode. Uh, Sean, do you want to say a few words? Because uh, it's mainly you that really wants to dig Jack out here. Don't remember saying anything about that. Oh, just... Uh... Anyway, he's uh, he's been off work for six months. It's got to him a bit. And he's missing uh, he's missing this. The fact that he, he, he messaged me to check if it was the final <coughs> does lead me to believe that if he really needed to, <laughs> he could have done the episode, which is a poor look. Uh, it's true. Well, look, it's all about priorities, isn't it? And it know, is. Um, I mean, it's, it's not really even that Sean's phoning me an hour before the pod to check which films we're doing. But good thing I'm organised, isn't it? <clears throat> Would you rather I didn't call you and try and wing it? Um, might have been some good pod content as annoyed as I'd have been. <laughs> and uh, we've got Keenan lurking in the wings. Mm-hmm. I'm also. Um, I will say, Keenan, after what we just said, uh, we can now air your TV. So, <laughs> Fuck. If, if you don't mind uh, muting, we won't stop you watching the golf. Uh, I know the way golf is, it shouldn't take too much of your attention. So, uh, we'll be all good. Anyway, the matchup we'll be discussing today is 2010's Inception, Keenan's favourite film in the bracket, and through after beating Never Back Down in round one. Up against 1997's Face Off, through after beating Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in round one. I've just remembered that them <laughs> stood on top of the trees in Crouching Tiger. <laughs> um, so as always, we will go through here the prequels, sequels, or uh, lack of to kick things off. Um, Inception, I think, fair to say. Never ever happening. This no. can't happen without Christopher Nolan. And if he won't permit another Batman movie, then he certainly won't allow another Inception, which had a conclusive ending as far as the characters' futures go. I know it ends on kind of the spinning top, but it's it's a pretty open and shut book. Like, if anything, it needed maybe like an extra twenty minutes for him to say. Look, it, it was a dream or it wasn't, which he's kind of answered separately as well. So There's a lot that film needs, but there isn't an extra 20. It's not one of them. Well, I'm just saying it doesn't need a whole extra film, does it? If anything, it would be they would add new cast members and keep the idea, which kind of takes away from Inception because half of it is the cast that you're equipped with. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, for Nolan as well, I mean, the task of simply writing Inception he claims took over a decade to do um they say the fact that he came in on time and under budget is kind of the cherry on top of the production story um 
he was very keen to make sure that this was only a one uh, a one film story um he he's given some quotes before where he kind of has a stance on sequels and he essentially so along the lines of you shouldn't need more than one film to tell a story it should all be enough to put in one of them and by the sounds of it they did kind of have to beg him to do the extra batman films so they were never going to get into doing the reception which i'm sure they did ask for with the money it made i couldn't really yeah like watching it i don't really know where like from your point of view where where would a sequel go i don't really know i think it would be literally they'd load up a new cast like final destination where the idea is still the same and that's probably the only time you're going to hear Final Destination and Inception compared, <laughs> but it would just be a different cast going into different dreams and doing a heist yeah. of some sorts there would be the only way they could do it, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <coughs> guess uh, with Face Off, I, I do actually have some... Uh, this always works well when I do have a conclusive bit of news I can give you, and so the Face Off sequel is happening. Um, the, what? Yeah, yeah. The Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingard is attached to film this, um, and I've got some quotes from him from the last week. Um, well, he's also making a Thundercats film. Yeah, he he. If you check his IMDb, it's like he's gone from the nineties and just kind of taken a time time capsule forwards, and he's just carrying on with the films that were being made then. Um, I've got some quotes for you from him uh, last week. So he says, when I look at Face Off, some people have said, if you're going to follow that film, it's about the operation, a sci-fi gimmick. Now, to me, that's not what it is. It's part of it, and it's what makes it so unique and fun. But the story is really about the characters, Sean Archer and Castor Troy. This film is a follow-up to their story and what it entails. He went on to say, sorry. So I was going to say one of them's dead. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you. Oh, <laughs> so my, 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 my he said he said some people just assume when I say that it just means it takes place in the world of Face Off. To me, Face Off isn't about a procedure or anything like that. It's not about the world the characters exist in. It's about Sean Archer and it's about Castor Troy. That's what this movie is about. It's a continuation of that story. It's hard to talk about other. It's hard to talk about more than that. But this, to me, is the definitive continuation of that saga. Now, he was then asked if it was essential to have Cage and Travolta return. And he said, you know, I'm scared to say yes or no to that because we haven't gotten into that phase of it yet. I don't want to scare anybody off. But again, I will kind of reiterate that this is a definitive sequel to Face Off. And I wouldn't do the movie if at any point it felt like the film wasn't going to be a real definitive sequel. I know that's not a cool answer. Read between the lines there, and you might just know what's going on. Hmm. So there's plenty of interviews, and both Travolta and Cage, I mean, their careers perhaps would be open to this, and they both said, look, we had great fun doing it. We'd love to come back for another. And in the world of face-off, I'm sure someone being dead and coming back is kind of the least of their worries. I suppose you are right, and you are probably you are completely correct that i think it fortuitously you could definitely get sorry you could definitely get travolta and cage on board whereas if it had been like yeah. denzel in 97 i just think about people who were big back then who are bigger now if it had been denzel you ain't, you're not getting denzel back 
um, for this one, are you? No. For example. Um, so alongside that, um, obviously we, we, we aren't being given kind of a full story, but uh, he, he kind of added again, he's like, I just want to say we would absolutely never remake Face Off because it's one of the best films ever made. He claims this is his favourite ever film. He says there is not a single thing he would change about this film and he holds it to that high regard that he wouldn't redo it just for the sake of it. So That explains so much about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was also asked about some criticism that in the first movie, the bodies of the lead actors changed despite the characters only go- undergoing face swap surgery. Um, in response, he pledged that the sequel would address such concerns with the aid of much more advanced technology that we have now. So if you want to see John Travolta's face on Nicolas Cage's body, I'm not sure how much more that would have added for some people, but apparently it was a big thing. Um, There you go. And if they can't get them on board, both Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds have also said they would love to do Face Off 2. If only. I'd watch that. (laughs) So... uh, there's your backup. If um, although I imagine if you're not affording Nicholas Cage and John Travolta, you're probably not affording Jackman and Reynolds. No, you're probably right. Um, so there we go. It's always nice when we can do that, and especially as it would have been so topical that last week. I will say, from seeing Godzilla vs Kong, and it's by no means a masterpiece, but the director seemed very conscious about what the audience wanted to see. So he didn't come in and try and make it an artistic film with deep character build. And it was essentially, we're going to do a film and you're going to see Godzilla fight Kong. And so he seems like a director that's not going to try and be fancy with it. The fact he loves the film so much obviously helps. And so I imagine it's going to be as close to a direct kind of follow on without having a, John Woo at the helm. Hmm. So there we go. Um, if we go to you first, Keenan, um, what do you love most about Inception? I actually don't know. <laughs> so I, there's actually such so little I like about this film. <laughs> Probably the fact that it's DiCaprio. But, yeah. I quite like Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well actually to be fair yeah. um, Sean what about you yeah I've got the I've written down the cast I do quite like the cast um, of various characters that are in it um, I also wrote down just the cinema experience I remember first watching it um, back in the cinema and, and, and <laughs> in contrary to Kieran um, in contrary to Keenan, Keenan uh, really Kieran. <laughs> disrespect honestly <laughs> about I've st- I, I'm, I'm there for him I'm in his corner so often that's what he's going to do <laughs> really really enjoying it um, though. so yeah but, but mainly the cast like like Keenan said maybe I missed um, maybe I did miss it not seeing it in the cinema who knows I didn't see it in the cinema either uh, maybe maybe we are maybe it is one of them that does need to be seen in the widescreen with the surround sound and so on probably another one Sean didn't invite me to Sorry, I didn't like you back then. <laughs> didn't know me back then. In 2010, actually. Well, no, yeah, was this the summer holidays before sixth form? Or, uh, or I think not? so, yeah. It's probably summer holidays before sixth form. Mm. So, 
Convenient excuse. No, it would have had, it would have, had to have been for you because I left school in 2011 and you're obviously a year older than me. That is still has me shook. <laughs> Keenan, um, what do you love most about Face Off? Sean Archer and Castor Shroy. Yes, similar line. Mine is just how completely ridiculous it is. Like, if a film's going to have a concept like this, I'm glad they didn't try to be serious with it. Like, no, just fully embrace the nonsense. And go I know they had, they had no way of gauging this at the time, but the fact that it's those two adds so much to that film for me. Like, yeah. After the fact, <laughs> strangely, Agreed. it's like you, they're, they're fucking, I mean, they're both on another plane, aren't they? Yeah. And it's just, it makes me chuckle when I think about it. Maybe this is what started it. Um, Sean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've got um, <clears throat> I've written down the ridiculousness of it, and then Travolta and Cage, so a combination of both of your answers. Um, but yeah, it is quite enjoyable. I feel like more I'm, I'm enjoying it kind of more looking back and thinking back to when I was watching it than when I was actually watching it. But yeah, it's funny so. you say that because when I was reading about it and I was reading what. Um, and when you guys were saying, I was pulling on board. I was like, you know what? It's still that age quite well in my head. I think at the time, um, my enthusiasm wasn't quite there because I didn't really know what to expect, but I still don't really know what I would have expected now. But it wasn't what I expected. So it kind of hit a bit differently. But no, very good. Um, if we go on to the nitpick section, I, I, I will state... Uh, in bold here, Keenan, just one nitpick. Um, Inception, what what does it for you? <clears throat> the fucking 24-hour runtime. <laughs> the slope. Oh, you did actually say one. Sorry, I've got so many. That's <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. No, no. Uh, yeah, let's give it a runtime. Let's be, be diplomatic. What about you, Sean? Uh, little bit for me is actually something that isn't in the film um and that's like i'd have liked like a dream montage you know like if there was like a, a little montage scene of, of various different dream heights heists that they've that they had done um i think that would have been added something to the film uh, as you see in quite a few other action films you do so, yeah that's what that's what i'd have liked I, to happen there. i have done i wish they'd done a bit more with the dream aspect of things like we said the first time around like Every dream, I know they've got the architect there, but when they say kind of the nature of things that can take a turn, there was nothing that you would have in a traditional kind of dream. Like this could have been like Rick and Morty with a portal gun and then just going between the different worlds here with each level because it's, it doesn't feel like a dream with each one that they're in. So that would be my thing. Just a couple more uh, abstract things there because it's almost like video game levels, each one they're on. I suppose... Um, I know what you mean. I guess this the point is that it's not meant to it's meant to look real, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. even if um when they could have maxed out the scene with uh, Ariadne the first time she's kind of being the architect. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know the point is that she gets it right very quickly, but even if they'd had kind of like one thing go wrong and he'd be like, No, that's not what it is, but they could have been just something so over the top. Uh more over the top than the buildings kind of twirling around, but you know what I mean. Um, Keenan's got his dindins on the table. Yeah, sorry, my bad. It's all right. Um, 
one nitpick then uh, with face off, Keenan. The willingness of people to adopt random children. <laughs> the ending, genuinely. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got the ending as well. Um, I mean, Travolta really should have had a few more words about his wife getting with the guy that murdered their son. I mean, I know it was under odd circumstances. She can say she didn't know, but I mean, that first episode of Black Mirror, uh, the Prime Minister, I mean, he, he gets with the pig, um, quite literally, to save someone's life, but the wife still holds it against him because he still got with a pig. So similar circumstances, I think Travolta really should be at least side-eyeing his wife, like, hmm, not sure I see you the same after this, rather than just adding another kid to the family and then yeah. being all right. I mean, the daughter just said, oh, sorry, I shot you, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sean, what about you? Uh, I mean, kind of had the same answer. Like, it's almost a nitpick. Is like how ridiculous it is. Also, like they could have added a little bit more, um, yeah, like nuance to it. But yeah, that, that's that's what I put down. But if you did too much of that, it would take away from what I enjoy about the film. So, not really a proper one. Um, last scene standing. Does anything? Oh, uh, actually, either... the... so go on. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, it, it kind of is on the similar lines, but like how he, I feel like he ends up in prison a little bit. That that kind of process is a bit too easy. Mm. They can say that a bit more complicated for him to uh, end up in prison. Um, last scene standing, does anything beat Alonso's last stand in either of these two films? Not for me. Nor for me, which kind of makes your answer redundant, Sean, but if you did have one that you would have Take no, I, I, <clears throat> honestly, I, I, I put down like scenes to, to consider, which is like the hotel raid in Face Off, and then I put the climax of the dream sequence um, in Inception. But but yeah, Neva would be what we have currently. All right. And then just finally, uh, a line from the film that works as a Tinder buyer. Um, Anyone want to uh, kick us off, or do you want me to go through what I've got? No, you go and start us off. Um, uh, I don't like trains. <laughs> okay. Um, fair enough. But. This nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. <laughs> Selling yourself there. <laughs> uh, just a simple one. Nothing too dark this week from Face Off. Just who we good? Look at you, good looking. You know, I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> if I were nice. to send you flowers, where would I? Let me rephrase that. If I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? Yeah, fair. Fair enough. I mean, if you if you want to just uh, be a bit flash, side to just saying I bought the airline, I mean, you might get a very certain type of bird there, but hey, put it out there. You've got the pee. Mm, okay. So I'm just seeing, and I'm, at the moment, I may have lost the breakdown of... Uh, 
It's here. I have the score, but I'm not sure I have the breakdown. Okay. Let me just check one last second. Yeah, so I can give you the the scorecard. So it was very close, actually. But it was 6-4 to Inception to go through to the next round over face-off. So face-off, unfortunately, dips out here, much to uh, Keenan's despair, I'm sure. No, you, I know the categories. I know what's coming. All right, well, still got another episode to go. And then the announcement of our semi-finalists. So uh, click the next episode now. We'll be right back.